0: Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Rightio, the Breakers, they've got the semi, oh, not the semis, they're in the playoffs by the Skin of their teeth. And there's not a lot of skin on your teeth if you ever want to check. Now, a man who's been biting his nails to the skin the whole season. It's a will they, won't they, for the Breakers to make the playoffs. It's Sky Sports League commentator Andrew Mulligan. What a roller coaster the Breakers have given us this season.
1: Oh, man. Honestly, Steffi, uh, Albin Ehrlich, he is the ESPN writer. Um, he's like an insider for the league. And this Aussie, and he said, he said it best. He said, it's the best team that never was. (laughs) And it it sums their season up. Like they have a stacked roster on paper, but they cannot get them on the floor for sustained periods of time together. And Modi Moore listed off the the injuries that they've contended with. Every team in every sport gets injuries. It's a given. These are just the facts, as Modi said. And they just haven't been able to have the full complement of talent. And they probably won't. Um, for how long this playoff run goes for? It could be one game. It could be several. They could win the title. It could be an amazing fairytale story for them.
0: because I've got down here a question to ask you. Is this their most up and down season? I haven't watched every game, but I've watched them and they've been brilliant. And I've watched them and they've been terrible. Um, They haven't had that consistency line at all.
1: No, no. And... <clears throat> they haven't won like a, a, a back-to-back double weekend where they you know, play away odds then play home or play home and then play away like a Friday, Sunday or a Thursday, Saturday. They just haven't been able to string those wins together over that period of time. They won four in a row over the Christmas, New Year period and that's when I think that basically saved their season. Mm. Um, they they used that win because then they dropped three straight but then they managed just to pick up wins uh, after a loss, and that got them into the playoffs. So that second half of the season really is where they're at um, now as a result because what what really undid them was that the one and three beginning where they came, they started the season, had to go and play in the NBA preseason, came back. Mody Moore, I think it's fair to say he hated the fact that they had to go and play the NBA preseason games. Mm. It just didn't give them an opportunity um, when they get together in September and play the preseason get organized, and then have to go to the States. And therefore, they're playing catch-up during their schedule, and which condenses their schedule even more. Um, same with the Cairns Taipans. They went away. They're not even in the playoffs. They had a pretty good roster themselves, and things just weren't working out for them. Luckily for the breakers, they're in the playoffs. And they, they, it is arguably their most up-and-down season over the last 10 years that I can remember. I mean, they won a championship in 2015. They won, you know, won the right to play in the playoffs in 2018. They lost to Melbourne United in the semi-final series. But for up and down roller coaster ride, this has been the most thrilling and disappointing at the same time <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, for, for people who are involved with the club and fans around the club as well. Uh, the games
0: I have tuned in and watched, and I watched their last two games, the the fandom within the stadium, it's still there, it's still vibrant, it's big big crowds, but I feel like the conversation away from the court and away from game nights, not inside the stadium but around the general sporting public, it hasn't been there this year for the Breakers and I feel like it's a little bit more than just they haven't been as dominant this year because... It's, and I'm sort of branching out here, the Phoenix as well, having their best season ever, not really being mm. talked about. Um, and I'm trying to figure out why, because the breakers in the playoffs, the Phoenix at the top of the table. Is it because the Warriors went so well last year? I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah,
1: look, I I have several theories, and I'm going big picture here, Sophie. I think it's the state of... Uh, sports media at the moment. It's a shrinking industry. <clears throat> you don't see it as much on the front page when you, or the home pages as I should say now. It's there, certainly no one under the age of 65 is written a newspaper um, <laughs> or buying one for that matter. Um, I, I really do think it's the coverage and clicks just aren't, sport isn't getting clicks anymore for the, the main sites and I, I can guarantee weather is the main, main driver of weather <laughs> Road rage, and maybe um, how to stay cool at night in Auckland. It's um, <laughs> probably getting the most clicks of the Herald uh, over the last couple of months. But I, I think it's I think it's genuinely the state of our sports media. Not through the lack of um, people doing a great job. It's you no, know, it's just shrinking. And I, you know, the Phoenix are, are doing a fantastic job, but they're based in Wellington, Staffy. Mm. And you know, you know, when they came here to Eden Park, they got a great crowd. Was it a play at Eden Park, or they play at not I can't remember actually off the top of my head but this auckland franchise coming into the a-league is going to cause problems for the phoenix because not only are they having to contend with an auckland by sports media because that's where the basic just the basic size of all the sports supporters in the country are based they're going to have to contend with an a-league side based in auckland mm. right that's going to be a real problem um yeah and i I think for the breakers, when they're winning consistently, uh, people are going, oh, they're going to win the title. I notice it as the commentator. Mm-hmm. People just want to talk about how the breakers are going. And, I, you know, you just take that um, as it comes. I, I mean, I love it. I'm all four people getting on bandwagons. Um, you know, people going, oh, the people are getting on the Warriors bandwagon. I've been here since day one. Well, good on you. Good on you if you're there since day one. Um, you probably suffer through a lot of misery. <laughs> but celebrate the bandwagoners because it just makes it much more fun. It makes Home games more entertaining, and in terms of the breakers, they they got bigger. they getting they got a bigger crowd than the Phoenix did last weekend. Yeah. Apparently, like they got over seven thousand. I think the Phoenix were just under seven thousand in Wellington on a on a nice summer's day in Wellington, which happens all the time there.
0: No argument from me. You've actually cut me raw about two minutes ago uh, in the middle of the breakers season. I did Google search fans and I went and bought one. From uh, Miter team because uh-huh. <laughs> it was so bad uh-huh. in Auckland. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah, you've you've probably hit that on the mark. Let's have let's have a look. Then we do get to play Sydney. Now, I've done a little bit of research. Parker Jackson Cartwright came third in the MVP votes for the MBL gongs. Um, Sydney, yeah. Sydney had Jalen Galloway. Uh, came second in the most imbru- improved votes. That was it for the teams. Apart from the All NBL First Team, the Breakers were the only team with two players in it. Sydney had none. So we're going to beat Sydney next yeah. Wednesday, eh? Because we got a better team. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works,
1: definitely. Exactly. <laughs> End of interview. Thanks. Thanks for the call, mate. Appreciate your time. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do we? Me- mean- how do we measure me- up? How do we measure up? We we don't measure up as. Much as we would if we had Will McDowell White in his shoulder, which is a to be confirmed. And if any time you dislocate your shoulder again, it depends how severely it popped out. Mm. And I, I had never dislocated my shoulder, so I couldn't tell you what it's like. But he had it taped up already, and if it slipped out, it, it probably went back in. Like it probably—I think they call like I've, I've done my knee, and they call it a subluxation of the patella. I don't know if it subluxed yeah. in and out. Um, it's a real question. I doubt he would be good to go, uh, in just over a week's time. Biffy is fantastic. He's a material player. They need his experience on the floor. Anthony Lamb is just a huge, huge piece that's missing. Um, he's obviously all NBL. He's a great scoring option for them. Parker Jackson Cartwright, in the, the games that Anthony Lamb has missed, has stepped up phenomenally well. Other guys have to step up as well. And they have not to the extent that it'll cover fans in land, but they've done a great job. Mori Moore and his coaching staff do have an extended period of time now where they can organise themselves and focus in on the Sydney Kings side, who have just, they have amazing talent. They just have been really inconsistent. And even some NBL analysts have said, there's something up with that team. There's something There's something that stinks about that team mm. has been some of the language used. Uh, they've got, yeah, they've got Jalen Galloway. They've got, Denzel Valentine, they got Jonah Bolden, they got Jordan Hunt, they've got these big long guys who have been a handful for teams and the Breakers haven't been a really good defensive team this season like they had last season, they haven't been able to grab any rebounds usually in most games where they win or lose they lose the rebound count Like they just haven't been able to box out they've been able to shoot the ball really well but the Sydney Kings team you know what, they've probably gone through their rough patch, they made the postseason and now they're dangerous I mean, I just—they could be the—they could be the dark horse that adds another title in a row to their trophy cabinet because they have put it together. Melbourne have been the form team all season long. Perth look a little bit creaky. It's hard to win in Perth. They've got an amazing outfit. Uh, they've got an amazing fan base. But Sydney, the just could be their team. And gee whiz, I tell you what—the league, the league, the rest of the league would hate to have hated if Sydney won another title. Can I give the breakers a chance? Yeah.
0: It sounds like the winner of that Sydney breakers game is up to Sydney. It, it's it's who, which Sydney turns up.
1: Yeah, it is. It totally is. You're absolutely right. Breakers love a fast start, um, and if they get on them early and they they dictate the way the game is played. Pack, um, Jack, you know Parker Jackson Cartwright, he gets loose, he gets free, and creates havoc for those big men. He makes them turn back. You know, on the gets them on their heels going downhill. Like that's big problems for Sydney. The breakers start connecting from three, they start stretching that four out. That will actually give them problems. And they just need a concerted rebound effort. I could easily see the breakers picking up this W. I mean they were they were up seven with five, six minutes to go in game five last year, and that was a better Sydney King's team that we're seeing today. Mm.
0: Lastly, I uh, have to talk about Tom Abercrombie. Um, I'm going to give you a hypothetical scenario, okay? Um, yeah. Tom's getting married. You're his best man. And tell his new in-laws what they are getting as a person in Tom Abercrombie.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. They're probably getting the most uh, respected person that New Zealand basketball has ever produced. They're getting a diligent son-in-law, somebody who will always be there for their family, and someone who is committed to a relationship that will never, ever go missing in any big moment. And that probably sums them up the best that I can think of. He is a, an exceptional human being. He's a great father to his three kids who, through a different uh, amount of reasons, are all very high need. Mm-hmm. Um And he is uh, a, a super... Super beautiful human being. That is uh, a credit to his um, parents and his brother and his sister. Yeah,
0: beautifully put, Moles. Um, do you get to a, go- lot like, a
1: lot like my family talks about me? Actually, Steffi.
0: Yeah, I, I just felt like that was what your <laughs> wife how she'd describe you. Um, you know, it's just 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 a beautiful, beautiful man. Do you go to Sydney and call this very important game?
1: I do not. I didn't even get to go to Game Five last year, Steffi. I'd I'd love to go. Um, Oh, hopefully somebody at Sky is listening, and they could put Casey and I on the call, and do it. we can do it off tube. Um, I'm not too sure what actually the broadcast agreement is with NBL and ESPN. I know that they put the Breakers away games on Sky Sport, but I'd love to call that game. It'll be do or die, obviously, because the winner goes on, but the loser they don't not get a second life as the play the game, uh, the three four game does. Mm. So the loser plays the winner of the Breakers. And the, uh, and the Sydney Kings. So it could be Tasmania, it could be Illawarra, but Wednesday night, it is all on for 14. Mm,
0: absolutely brilliant. Malt, really appreciate your time as always, buddy. Let's hope um, we can talk again before the end of the season and, the, and the, war- uh, the Warriors, the Breakers are still in the conversation.
1: And up the Phoenix.